0: Today on Rooted Daily, we ask if it's worth the risk. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're looking at how Christians should evaluate risk. How do I know something is worth doing? How do we know when the risk is just too high? And before we answer those questions, though, I want to read one of the parables that Jesus gave us about the rich fool and his barns. And the parable, as it's recorded in Luke chapter 12, says, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns And build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Then Jesus gave us the rest of that speech in verse 22 that we cite often. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, or about your body, what you'll wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. You know, Jesus said when it comes to analyzing risk, our calculations too often weigh the physical too much. You know, think about those things that Jesus listed. He's not saying to stop worrying about things just outside of our control. He's not saying that we need to separate what we think we need to live and what we simply want. He's asking us to stop worrying about the physical altogether. He says all the things we think are necessary, food, water, shelter, aren't actually necessary. The rich man, by building his barns, He wasn't really doing anything out of the ordinary. It sounds like something that would be taught in a typical personal finance course. When he had a surplus, he wanted to save it for a rainy day. And that would ordinarily give him a gold star in the world. You know, I'm convinced that we would have been left scratching our heads a little bit here in this parable in Luke chapter 12 if Jesus hadn't immediately turned and explained it to us. This rich guy, he did exactly what the world told him would keep him safe and secure, what would eliminate his risk. But Jesus called him a fool. You know, Jesus gives us another take on this teaching. In James chapter 4, verse 13, James writes, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you want to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is sin for them. Now, it doesn't matter how great of a business plan we have. It doesn't matter how secure we feel, how much we try to eliminate the risk. You can weigh all of the physical risks imaginable, and your plans are still going to be meaningless if they aren't centered on God. More than that, Christ actually called his people to take those risks the world warns us against. We shouldn't build up huge savings accounts when we could be giving generously. We shouldn't make business plans that exclude God. That's risky behavior to the world, but Christians are able to take those physical risks even to the point of death because Christ removed the eternal risk. For the followers of Jesus, our final risk is gone. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, according to Romans chapter 8. Neither death nor life will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, according to Romans 3 verse 38. Some of you they will put to death, but not a hair of your head will perish, Jesus said in Luke chapter 21. And in John chapter 11, whoever believes in Christ, though he die, yet he lives. We can build as many barns as we want. We can have as many business plans as we want. We can go to this or that city, spend some time there, and try to make money. Everything the world tells us we should do. We can avoid all the, the physical risks of poverty. But that doesn't mean anything for our eternal future. It, only Christ can remove the eternal risk of death. Death is what makes the world run scared, right? Death is why we have seatbelts, why we have guardrails and those annoying little covers on electrical outlets, right? The world is terrified that we're going to get hurt, that we're going to die. And so those who don't know Christ have to spend every waking hour trying to control the risk of death. We lock our doors at night so people don't break in and hurt us. We eat plants like kale to prevent a heart attack, all because we want to try to kick death a little farther down the road. Now, clearly, I'm not filming an episode of Ruta Daily to condemn childproof covers on outlets and seatbelts. I, I would spend an episode talking about how much I dislike kale, but that's for another day. But God wants us To take care of ourselves, sure, and he wants us to do that within reason. We are his servants and he needs workers who are physically prepared for the work we're called to. After the parable, he said not to worry about food, water, and shelter, but clearly the early Christians took care of one another so they had those physical needs, but we are warned that no matter how much we reduce our risk of imminent death, those physical steps will never give us a guarantee that we'll live even another breath. For absolute safety, all of our efforts might ease our minds, but they do very little to actually protect us. You know, just from experience, we know that we have no guarantee to live. The people who do everything right, they don't take risks. They wear their seatbelt. They eat their kale. They still get sick or hurt or die. You know, sometimes they get a, a few more years than the rest of us, but not always. You know, the safety they thought they had was an illusion. You know, the Bible makes it even worse. Paul said in Acts 14, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, meaning it is normal to suffer. It is normal to die. Until the Lord returns, death will continue. There's no way to prevent the risk of death. Eventually, we will succumb to it. Christ sets us free from that fear and that reality when the threat of death becomes just a door to paradise. This constant need to be safe and to avoid risk that starts to ease. Now of course it doesn't go away completely. Jesus doesn't want us to be completely ignorant of physical risks. He doesn't want us walking in front of buses because we're not afraid of death, but he does want us to respond to the threat of death differently. When a Christian says from the heart, to live is Christ and to die is gain, we are truly enabled to live the life God designed us for. We're we're no longer afraid to take risks to glorify him. By taking away the threat of eternal death and and the fear that comes with it, Jesus, he unleashed uh, an assembly, a group of radical, loving risk takers. Jesus told us in Luke 21, you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. Some of us might die physically because we live for Christ and take the risks that correspond with that. But because of Christ, we will not perish. When we stand firm, we will win life. We are soldiers for Christ and we are in a war zone. You know, sometimes I think we convince ourselves that we're in the reserves, sitting on the sidelines, letting other people do the fighting. Jesus never gave us that option. We are in the center of the battlefield, which means we might die. Some of us will, not everyone. It's risky though. Christ calls us to take those risks for his kingdom. I and mean, almost every tenet of our culture says the opposite. Maximize comfort and security. Now not in heaven. You know, Christ proposes the opposite though. He says in Luke 12:4, not to be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. Live for Christ, take risks and death risks even. Don't be afraid of those. Jesus concludes his teaching after the parable of the rich fool with this. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Watch for the risks that Christ is calling you to take and then take them fearlessly. Keep your treasure in heaven and you have nothing to fear That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.